Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, November 28th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the future class of gaming, a.k.a. the OK Beast Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. How are you? I'm doing good. I like the shirt. I like the square pie guys button that we got going on here. Did it work with the Henley underneath? The, I, obviously, I, I usually but I usually just keep it simple. On uh, you know, it's the collar shirt era. Mm-hmm. I usually just do white shirts underneath the collar shirts. Today I was a little chilly. Yeah. Saw the Henley. Never wear the Henley. I put like it the on, Henley. But then I was worried about two, button on button on button on. Yeah, button. I'm still analyzing. I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about it. But I don't hate it. I actually like. I like this. I like the fact that you're trying different things. You got to experiment sometimes, especially yeah. as we get to this chilly weather. Because I only have that one long sleeve, like, off-white shirt that I usually wear with that, that roses shirt I wear occasionally. Mm. This is what you're checking. Chat, Twitch mods put up a poll. And I don't YouTube think I've seen you wear a, a Henley. Do you, not, do you not want to just do just the Henley? No, I, I don't appreciate my body in a Henley. You know, that's why okay. I always wear the black shirts outside of the armpit sweat. But just in general, like, the, some of the... the some yeah. of the mashed potatoes I got going on under here. I get it. I think look great in a black t-shirt. Mm-hmm. You put them into a basic anything, I feel like it distracts from the eye. Gotcha. I'm pro- it's, pro- it's probably, you know, just body, a good old case of body dysmorphia. Oh, I, I, I like it. Hold on, let me, my, my, I'm I, I, I definitely had some boobies there with my arms yeah. back. Hold on. He's like, but like, I mean, that's part of growing though, you know? What, having boobies? Yeah. I mean, it's, if you're growing, how, how growing you? one way for sure. Are you 40 yet? Are you 40? No. You just, didn't you? Did 39? 38 37 36 35 36 36 um but yeah i feel i feel like for it's just body dysmorphia this looks good yeah you look great yeah no i got dad bod going on yeah yeah i've had dad bod my entire life but you know yeah we're really good shape undo one button says alejandro rea yeah that's risky well, that's that, risky, but then but you're I like, the like nathan drake nick scarpino era you know what i mean i mean but i like it though well sure yeah i need to get the ring you know what I mean? Like go Greatest buttons, from small you know beginnings. I mean? like, why even have buttons? You know, why wear shirts? Why, why even wear shirts? I'm, not, I'm never sure where we're at anymore with the old Twitch nips. Yeah, I was going to ask, because I was like, if we do a full episode of this show in shirtless, is that a thing we could do and not get banned? I, if memory serves, because remember, we all took our shirts off and got chopped. Mm-hmm. Or you didn't. You didn't get I did. chopped. I yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Yeah. For my birthday, we got chopped. And like that wasn't a big deal. I think it's you can, as, uh, you can show your nips, of mm-hmm. course, as a male, because America's weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as it's not like a, hey, donate this amount to yeah, see my to nips. See, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. I mean, listen. You want. You know <laughs> I know what it's I mean? here. I guess it, it, on a warmer day, maybe, you know? <laughs> I don't know. We're not taking yeah. our pants off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I've been doing like, I've been doing like arm and chest workouts. I've been doing the ab workouts. And so yeah. I want to, I want to get but more. But this is another traditional day. one where it's like, think about this on your dating profile. It's uh-huh. the screenshot of this mm-hmm. and you're next to me shirtless and you're shirtless. Mm-hmm. You get like a plus eight right there. You know what I mean? I mean, that's fair. I mean, all my, <laughs> right now my dating app, my profile is just all suits. Like pictures of me in various suits because those are all the best pictures of me except and for that phone in your pocket except for the phone in my pocket right which is a mistake but the one i have with that suit actually i don't did i give that 
I don't even think I have that one on my profile because I just have too many suit photos. That El Duro nice. says, Greg, pull the sleeves up three-fourths. So my problem with my dating profile right now is that I don't have enough casual pictures of yeah, me fuck, just I like pretty, doing I look good things. in this shirt, actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, fine, maybe. Body dysmorphia, it sucks. But yeah, if you're a friend forward. of mine, try to get more pictures of me just like doing things. What, <laughs> you have know? you picked your Game Awards suit outfit? I'm waiting for it to get delivered. Um, oh. I've... Fast settled, casual? Yeah, like I've settled. Fast well, fashion, not fast casual. Yeah, I was going to say, a, actually, I'm... I'm that's that's a, yeah, Portillo's restaurant, not... <laughs> but I'm, I'm, look, I'm going toward a more um, formal um, outfit this time around. Because I, I put up a thing on Twitter a few, a few weeks ago that I was like, hey, if I do an outfit inspired by a video game or a video game character from this year, what should I do? And I got a lot of responses. Yeah. And I think I've settled on a thing. I'm. It's that thing where I think... I, I don't even know if I'm going to make it about that character that I've been inspired by. Because, like, the outfit that I put together... You know, like if I told you who I'm like what I'm going for, you'd be like, oh, I can see it. But it's not like it's not like people are going to be like, oh, you're this person from this game. And so, like, I don't even know if I'm going to make that the Sonic. Thing. It's going to be a <laughs> exactly it's blue suede Sonic jacket. superstars. Yeah, yeah. Um, got a bunch of rings in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, like I've so I got um, I'm using a suit that are a suit jacket that I already own that I wore to a wedding. I'm not like worn to a game awards or anything. And then wedding you officiated? Uh, no, um, a wedding that I went to in Vegas like a year and a half ago. Oh, OK, uh, but I have that suit jacket. I have like a vest um and then like i have like you know this white shirt with some ruffles to it and all that stuff um but the vest that i got delivered a few days ago too small like oh. way too small even okay. though i'm pretty sure i put the right size so yeah. i think it's just the website that's messed me up and so now i'm waiting on the second um like the uh, the second version of it that i've ordered to come uh, get delivered and i'm hoping that that's the right size because i went two sizes up because of how tight the 36 was on me that's a guess and now i'm scared i'm like Am I going to be swimming in this 38? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll have to see. <laughs> we'll, we'll have, have to, to see, see if, 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 if I am, then I got to change up this whole outfit. We will also have to see what we think of the Fallout TV show, what the new date is for Skull and Bones. <laughs> so much more. <laughs> Skull and Bones cracking you up? Yeah. Just before, before we get in there. How do we have a new date for Skull and Bones? <laughs> I mean, this, it's, it's our bi-yearly date for Skull and Bones. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out for uh, Forbes 30 and 30. Sure. Because Forbes came out this morning, the new, um, the listers, I don't even know what they're called anymore, but if you made it on the Forbes 30 or 30 list. The 30-ers. The, th the under 30s have been announced. The three O's. And I got three shout outs. I want to give a shout out to my very close friend, Sara, who made it in there. Um, she was one who I nominated, and so I'm very glad. And I like, I try to coach her through her bio and like sure. do, doing the, the nomination and all that stuff. Um, and she made it in. Um, and that one means a lot to me. So shout out to my friend, Sara. Shout out also to Carl Jacobs. No made way. It in. Yeah, Carl Jacobs made it in to Forbes 30 under 30 for on the gaming section. And then also Zalavir Nelson made it in to awesome. Forbes 30 under 30, which I feel like is like overdue. I learned that he's only like 25 years old, Oof, which is insane. That's upsetting. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I thought this man was at least like out in his 30s, just based on how successful yeah, exactly, I perceive exactly, him as. Exactly. I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, you've been in this industry forever. And it's no, oh, he has been in this industry forever. He just he's, started at 11. He, yeah, he started very young. Yeah, and so, yeah. yeah, shout out to those three for killing it. Huh. Shout out to you guys. Uh, we'll have all that and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show for free by writing into kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Then tune in to watch us record the show live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash Kind of funny games and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Of course, if you like what we do here, 
There's a one-stop shop to get the best version of Kind of Funny. It's called Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. Over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, you can toss us a few bucks to keep this 11-person San Francisco-based independent organization operational. <sighs> but you can also get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free. Of course, you get them on demand. You could watch us record the podcast live as we record them like we are this afternoon with the Gamescast. Of course, you could also get those on demand ad-free as an MP3 and video as well. If that wasn't enough, there are more than 400 exclusive episodes of content we've put up over the past year and you get cool merch still november so it's still the spider-man shirt still the nerf owl spider-man shirt mm. right now is what you get the shirtless spider-man shirt over there uh all that's on patreon.com slash kind of funny and remember if there's no greater christmas gift or holiday gift to give kind of funny than a patreon subscription just for a little bit whatever you need to do if you have no bucks tossed away, no big deal. Of course, you can support us for free over on the Epic Game Store with the creator code Kind of Funny when you're checking out. Even if you're just buying something uh, that's free, you're redeeming something. Somehow that still benefits us. And of course, if you're playing Fortnite, Rocket League, etc. on your console, you could use it there as well. Housekeeping for you. We've brought back every piece of merch we've sold this year for a limited time. Available until 5 p.m. Pacific today. Grab them before we retire them for good. Of course, we we moved to the new merch store, as you all know, kindoffunny.com slash store. Had a whole bunch of cool new merch this thing, but we're doing them in limited drops. So we think what we're doing, God, get off that one that says Greg Sucks. Get away, get away I, I like the one with Barrett in the in the shorts and the swim trunks. Yeah, that's Barrett's cool. looking real Barrett good. Barrett's looking real cool there. Yeah. On this, uh, thigh showing down. off my thigh tat. It, it, yeah. it, 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 it really is saying summer with that dreary SF <laughs> gray sky. <laughs> color it, was, it was an unfortunate day that we did that photo. I was photo. like, how bright Mike's photo is, and Barrett's like the pool boy. How cold like, are you in that photo, Barrett? It just looks uh, cold. I mean, like, I was I was raised here, so, like, shorts sure. in kind of chilly weather. I'm, I'm used to that. Anyways, uh, so, you know, we're, we did all this stuff this year. I don't know, blow up the Greg sucks one. <laughs> I'm going to give out Andy's real license plate one day. Uh, anyways, <laughs> that's up till 5 p.m. today. Go get it. Kindoffunny.com slash store. On top of that, there's a new Kind of Funny podcast up where the crew ranks the months. That's... Where the crew ranks the months. You can go see I like Nick, the thumbnail for this one. Joey, Andy, and Mike rank the months uh, over on YouTube.com slash Kindoffunny and podcast services around the globe as, of course, the Kind of Funny podcast. February dead last, at least at the start. Wow. Wow. Fuckers. Wow. We'll that I can't happened. believe Andy is on the podcast and you let that stand, you know? Yeah. February at number 12. Wild. Like, I, wanna, I, I mean, know. I assume October is going to be number two. October I'm has sure, to be I'm up sure there. these idiots put December first. December is up there for sure. I'm putting July up there. I'm a July baby, though. But like, come sure, on. That makes sense. It's a great month. Um, I feel like August might be dead last for me. Okay. August mm -hmm. is whack, dude. Usually hot, humid. Back to know, school. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, back to school. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Jackson Hampton and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Seven items on the Roper Report. A Baker's Dozen. We're going to talk about how they put Black History Month at number, at number 12 in the last place. I wasn't going. That's why you got to put me on the podcast. That's guys. not what jumped out at me, but I am down to run that narrative Listen, if you are. That's what happens when you don't have us on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you just yeah. fucking let these fools run wild. Fucking, you know, where's the respect? Put some respect you know? on it. It's just a short month, too, though. I mean, it the is. weather's rarely good. Short and sweet. Valentine's yeah. is in there. I'm sure they're hung up on that being like annoying or something. I mean, but Nick who's doesn't on that I guess, Nick. yeah, Nick is the only one with a partner, right? Yeah, and, I'm sure, and Nick does not seem like the Valentine's kind of guy, That's right? That's fair, yeah. 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 Number one, 
We have our first look at the Fallout TV series. We're going to read from Eurogamer, where Victoria Kennedy writes, A new set of images have been released for Amazon Prime's Fallout series. The images, which were shared by Vanity Fair, give us a closer look at characters such as Ella Pernwell's Lucy, as well as soldiers from the Brotherhood of Steel in their power armor suits, and Aaron Moten as Maximus. In addition to sharing these photos, which also include a behind-the-scenes snap, Vanity Fair sat down to talk to the Fallout showrunners. Here, Jonathan, Jonah Nolan, uh, who is overseeing the project with his wife, Lisa Joy, shared more details about the upcoming series' plot. Uh, Pernell's Lucy is described as quote-unquote nice, but quote-unquote naive, and her life essentially gets turned around when she is made to leave the safety of the vault she has spent her entire life in to venture above. Here she discovers the rougher side of the world. She comes across abominations and meets those who were not lucky or wealthy enough to take refuge in Fallout's subterranean vaults. This will include Walton Goggins' ghoul. The Fallout team has also promised humor throughout the show's run. Bethesda's Todd Howard, who is an executive producer on the series, said the showrunners had, quote, a lot of conversations over the style of humor, the level of violence, and the style of violence that would be included in the show. Also, for fans of the original video game franchises, Howard stated everything that happens in the show is canon. Blessing. Greg. Can we get, let's keep the, the graphics up because I had to read. So I've seen them on my phone. I like to see them on the big screen. My takeaway this morning seeing everybody put up the photos and click on them on my phone and stuff is like, God damn, I'm excited for the show. Yeah. Am I wrong? Am I crazy? No, I'm 1000% with you. Okay. And I'm, I mean, you know, I've, I've been rooting for this show from the beginning with like the idea of, Hey, it could easily be bad, right? It's a video game adaptation. It's live action. It's, you know, it's Amazon. Like it's also fallout, right? We don't see many, but that's the stuff, uh, but that's the properties get adapted in this way. Right. And so I, there are so many things that could go wrong for this thing, but seeing these pictures, Every single one of these images has me very excited. I think everything looks good. You know, like the, the suits for the Brotherhood, Brotherhood of Steel yeah. looks great. Like, you know, this um, image looks looks great with like the, I forget what they call it, but like the, the helicopters flying out and then like the bigger plane. Dropship thing up there. Yeah, um, that looks great. Walton Goggins, like what, it's wild that like, if you pull up a picture of Walton Goggins, when they first announced his casting, I think everybody looked at him and went, Oh, you're a ghoul. <laughs> like, you're you're going to be a ghoul in this thing. Quick, a quick question with this, because the, all these articles keep referring to him as his character, ghoul, like it's a proper noun or the ghoul. Mm -hmm. We can't just call him ghoul, right? No, he's going to have a name. Up. I think he's going mean, to have a name. Maybe he won't. Maybe, maybe like think about like the world of Fallout and if we're in a new location. Do we have we announced where we're at in this one? LA, I'm pretty sure. So if we're in a new location, which we would be then, right? Like maybe he's the only ghoul around. So they do just maybe. call him ghoul. And he is like, mm. that's what it's really okay. offensive. And then at the very end, like when he sacrifices himself, yeah. he says, by the way, my name was Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> my name was Sam. <laughs> like this is the Ratchet and Clank thing where they realize there's a bunch of ghouls throughout the country. Um, but yeah, no, I'm very excited for this thing. And even as I was looking through some of the photos, like, oh, look how good the jumpsuit looks. That looks awesome. With her, the shot of her going like this coming out of the vault. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. And all, this takes me back to playing Fallout Three for the first time. One hundred percent. The vault was going, door behind you there. As like, I was yes. going through the images, I was getting nostalgic, and yeah. I, and I think this made me realize that Fallout is one of the franchises that I might have like the most nostalgia for my first time experiencing it where fallout 4 we talked about how that game didn't hit the same right or that game just felt like more sure. fallout you're always, gonna have your, you're always gonna have your first bethesda open world you're always gonna have your first yeah. Fallout. and you know i think a big part of that is for me when i picked up fallout 3 i didn't even know what that game was like i picked that up at a gamestop sale thinking that it was just another first person shooter i thought it was gonna be like a metro type game yeah, yeah. and i start playing it and you're in the vault and it's 
oh, what's going on here? And then you exit the vault and it's, oh, what the fuck? And then like, I remember my first time meeting, seeing a rad roach and being like, what the fuck is that thing? Or my first time seeing like a centaur creature yeah, yeah. And, or a ghoul and all this fucked up shit. This is giving me the vibes of that, right? Like you're seeing this character enter into this world for the first time, which is every Fallout game, right? Like, all, yep. like Fallouts are you starting off in the vault and like exiting um, and then experiencing the world, right? But like you can only have that happen for your first time once. I think the fact that this is a TV show and you're experiencing it through not your own your own character's eyes, but through the eyes of other of another character that is having that experience. I think that is a really good premise for a TV show, especially for a world that has so many stories to tell because it is, all right, what does fucked up radiation do to this version of America? And how can we tell a bunch of wacky stories on top of that? I'm very excited to see what they do with it. Yeah, I think, the, you know, we've talked so much about TV shows and movies and video games and how, you know, games jumping to the entertainment medium or, you know, the live action uh, entertainment medium and how you can screw that up and how you mess it up. I think this is a really interesting shot because even if you were going to say, well, Fallout 3, whatever, you know, you're trying to find your dad. Fallout 4, you're trying to find your kid. Like, well, like, hmm. even if we're going to insult those stories, I, I would never insult the world of it, right? Where it is such a cool idea of these people have been locked away in vaults from this nuclear fallout, and then they open it up and find out what's going on out there. Like, yeah, yeah that sounds awesome. I think that's going to find an audience pretty quick. And I think the, the Fallout games have cultivated a world where it does feel like anything can happen, at yeah. least like within this fiction. You know, I, um, I forget what U.S. president you found in Fallout 3 that was like an AI robot. Yeah, or yeah, 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 but I remember yeah, getting there Jefferson, being like, maybe? I think it was Jefferson getting there being like, yo, this is that was like one of my wild. favorite moments. Yeah. yeah, like such a cool moment. And then like other moments where it is or like even you were talking about the overall stories, right? Like the idea of, hey, yeah, we're trying to get clean water or yeah, I'm trying to find my my baby who's grown up now for some reason because this is way further than I thought. Like there, I think the the premises and ideas that Fallout presents are really interesting. Like the ex execution, yeah, I think wavers sometimes or whatever, but I think there are so many moments that are, oh no, but this delivered here, right? And this specific side quest here, like they really knew what they were doing or this, over, this side quest over here where it is focused on Nuka World is really fun and really cool. There's so many tidbits of wacky, weird stuff that, we identify as Fallout, whether it be, yeah, Nuka-Cola or the Three Dog on the radio station yeah. or, like, you know, the historical monuments and seeing how, like, a baseball, like, a famous baseball field has been turned into now this settlement. There's so many things you can do like that that are really fun and really weird that would catch, fit within Fallout. catch an audience off guard. Yeah. You know, back to Last of Us and how what an HBO hit that, or what a hit that was for HBO, not knowing what it was or where it's coming. We all knew that was a great story. We all know how much cool stuff's here. Uh, Phil Jones was in the chat a second ago. I went by and said something to the effect of, it looks cool, but I'm worried about the quality since it's an Amazon Prime show. It's an interesting take. I mean, streaming mm -hmm. series and how much you put in, blah, blah. I, would, I wouldn't be shocked if that's the reason we're talking about the ghoul, a ghoul, one ghoul, of like, mm -hmm. let's not worry about prosthetics and makeup and CG for all these other ghouls. Let's make it that for some reason he's the only ghoul in the area and that's who you have to deal with. And probably even then, right, use him sparingly to some degree. Like, he's a big name, obviously. Yeah. To a degree. He's a big character actor. I love Walton Goggins. Yeah. Um, but maybe he's not going to be every, you know, episode everything. I feel like with the Amazon stuff has done a good job when they try, right? Like, I mean, The Boys is Amazon and The of Boys course. is, like, Gen V is Amazon and, like, Invincible. And I think there's a, there's a strong list of very quality Amazon um, quote unquote TV products. Um, and so I'm not necessarily worried from that side um, unless it is like a, Hey, we're treating this like whatever. Like there was the promotional material that went out a few months ago where it was like, um, it was a, a, an art image of Los Angeles, like a neighborhood street in Los, Los Angeles. And at, the more you looked at it, the more you realized that this is AI art that they oh, yeah. used to generate this. And like, I just remember seeing that being like, Ooh. Um, but then you look at the screenshots of the actual show and it's, 
Okay, no, this yeah, looks like it's doing look good. Now, granted, what does it look like in motion or whatever? Blah blah. We don't know, but yeah. But when I saw that, I was, I'm like, oh, I'm actually excited for this one. So, a question for you, like yeah. in the ways that we talk about Fallout Three being in the Capital Wasteland, being DC, and then Fallout Four being Boston, and how Fallout does a great job of looking at the areas that it takes place in and finding ways to like, you know, either make fun or parody or like take specific elements of it and elevate it for in use for its own story. Since this one takes place in Los Angeles, are we confirmed on that? Are we I, sure I looked that? it up. Okay, yeah, it's in Los you. Angeles. Um, is there what is like one or two things you would like to see them do with Los Angeles in the Fallout universe? That could be fun. Oh, interesting. I mean, you have to have the dilapidated Hollywood sign, right? Of there has to be something there. Where they, I, that's just like I remember when you know we're going when we're going burning shores. I'm like, all right, can't wait to see what you did with this in Horizons World. Yeah. Um, you know, the movie uh, uh, industry being so big down there, you have to imagine there's some gang or settlement that has sprung up around a studio right so there is mm-hmm. like the props and all that stuff that they're using big movie sets and posters and things like that to yeah. live off of the land there I, w- I would love to see like a faction of people that they entered into like some some studio and like they're conflating like tv and movie what they're finding lore. is historical reels. yeah like yeah, they're yeah, finding yeah. it and they're like oh this is historical like this is real but really it's like yeah it's, it's i love lucy or some <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> some random <laughs> shit like that you know, I it's interesting. I never, th- I I don't, I, I when I think I don't think of L.A. much in historical, but like the, what's the, the is it the sports memorial thing? There's a stadium down there that I want to say is over on like UFC USC's campus or whatever, or somewhere over there that I always mm-hmm. see from the highway. And I'm always like, oh, that's an L.A. building. But like, you know, now Ben watches cars all the time, and that's like where they do the piston cup. And I was like, oh, they're making a play on that building. So yeah. I'm like, oh, that must be. Maybe it was even an Olympic stadium. I don't yeah. even know, but it's big enough that other people know what that is. So I'm like, oh, I bet they'll do something there of like a gladiator, you know, whatever. Mm. We're all fighting to stay alive in there. I would also love to see a like a Disneyland that's not going to be Disneyland, like a, a, a fake, like generic Disneyland yeah. that's been turned into a settlement. I think Amazon that could be Land. really fun. Yeah, <laughs> Amazon Land. rides and uh, Gen yeah. D. But yeah, I think there's so many things you can do that that, that could be really fun. With yeah, I'm, I'm, tentative, I'm tentatively excited for this, but this is... Maybe a little bit of how you felt for uh, Twisted Metal or how Tim felt for Twisted Metal. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm in. Like, this yeah. is a night one watch for me. It's not like I'll get to it when I get to it. Like, I want to yeah. watch this right now. I want to watch this. And I don't possible. even put this step further. I think this is going to be good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fully sold now where I, I, before it was cautious optimism, like a bit of trepidation. Like, I don't know. I don't know about this thing. Yeah. Now I am like, I think this thing is going to be good. I'm yeah. actually excited for it. Simon M says, excited. does this show start with a montage and a Ron Perlman voiceover? That is an interesting thing. Obviously, that's how most Fallout stuff starts, right? I would, I think you have to play with this a little bit the way they did Last of Us, right? Like, mm-hmm. since this is TV, I think you will get a Ron Perlman VO at some point, whether it's over the radio or something or a, a Vault Tech commercial. But like, you have to show us the world before, right? A little bit of it. And I mean, you'll flash back, I'm sure, a bunch. But I would assume the opening is the bombs dropping or everybody rushing to the thing and shutting the door. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like we need more of that. We need to see that in the same way. That was so powerful with the last of us, right? Like I think all the time of the woman bomb, bomb it all. You know what I yeah. mean? It was like how amazing was Ron that Perlman, was. Was he the one that was like war never changes. Or war whatever. never changes. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, yeah. I do He's wonder how they start it. Cause I think, I think you could do that. Right. Cause those aren't that long, right? Those are only a couple of minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I think however you start this, you have to, it has to be like, I think wackier. Like, so it has to be something that, that is either, hey, you've seen Last of Us, you've seen Walking Dead, you know what post apocalypse looks like. And it is like a fake out situation of you start off and it's 
oh yeah grim dark post-apocalypse and then you quickly you, you switch it and show no this is what fallout is though like and show like the wacky personality interesting um i think you do that or yeah maybe it is i i think it's tough doing the start off um in the past before the apocalypse because not for I, any you know super length of time yeah but to set up like hey this is what i don't i don't want ron explaining the whole war to me and sure everything. to start start i want to see them running in there shut the thing slam the door yeah that's and the thing I, think I, get, I think we should and then i think it's cool to get life in there for like 30 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes mm. set it up and then have the thing open so we the viewer has the video game moment of like what's going on on here yeah. and, there is and i would i would even love even if we like if we didn't see the outside i think a way to start this would be hey let's just start in the vault and you're following the main character and like maybe the first half of the first episode is just life in the vault and this is all we know and you think this is what the show is and then the second half or maybe even the ending of the episode is opening up the vault and seeing america fucked up and then that cuts and then episode two is where you pick up and it is now we're exploring the outside world sure i think you got i think if you're able to find the moments in the games that hit in that way and then pace that out as like this is a cliffhanger or this is a big moment i think that's where you start to capture what fallout is i feel like for a new audience and I assume these are dropping week to week, not all at once, right? Amazon doesn't. Amazon, do yeah, usually does. They week usually to week. do first three, two to three episodes together, okay. then it's weekly. Because that, then you can get done. away with it. I don't think you can leave somebody for a week with just the thing opening and stopping like this. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I, I would feel like you have to get out and then show something happening in the world, mm. like turn the camera and it's all fucked up or whatever. Yeah. But if it's if they're back to back out of the same day, I think you could, you could get away and have the that be the fun. And somebody in chat asked a really good question: Do we see a death claw? Yeah, that'd be sick. You have to see a Deathclaw. <laughs> Probably way later in the season. That that almost is like season two for me. Yeah, yeah, like Deathclaw. That's gonna be a reveal. Maybe they just yeah, exactly. Budget. Maybe they just tease them right and like yeah, it's all shadowy and whatever. Speaking of being teased, Greg Way. Whoa. Number two on the Roper Report. Skull and Bones release date is February 2024, and according to Insider Gaming, we go to Tom Henderson at insider gaming uh following six delays insider gaming has learned that skull and bones has finally got a release date of february 16th 2023 the information follows an official announcement from ubisoft in october that the game has a release window set for q4 fiscal year 23 24 last week daryl long who will be moving to toronto to become manager director confirmed <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all factual just uh, dropping his title at the end. It'd be like me being like last week, Poe, who will be soon eating at Portillo's tonight. Uh, Toronto, who to become managing director, confirmed the game will ship before the end of the fiscal year. Pre-orders for the game are currently live on the Ubisoft store, priced at $49.99, that's pounds. But Insider Gaming understands that Ubisoft also plans to release a premium version of the game. Shocking. I'm sure there'll be three versions of this premium. I digress. Although we've been unable to pinpoint the contents of the premium edition, it's understood that the players will be able to play the game on February 13th, 2024, with three days of early access. Details on when the game's new release date will be announced are unclear, but sources suggest due to the nature of the obtained information, it's likely to be in the next couple of weeks, possibly the Game Awards. Dun, dun, dun. Do you think this is going to be at the Game Awards? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I could see Keely being like, I don't want this. <laughs> That's what I would think too. But it's also like, I also feel like, and this is not a knock against Jeff. Jeff needs to play ball. And so I think to keep Ubisoft happy, if Ubisoft wants to make this into a big thing, which they do, they're, they're, there's a game they're putting out, right? They want to have a thing. I think they need to, Jeff would have to be like, all right, hopefully this gets me 
Splinter Cell, Assassin's Creed, whatever I need to next year in the future or at SGF, yeah. right? Like Star I, Wars. I feel Outlaws. like you play ball here, even though it is going to be a big lull when it gets put out officially. Yeah, I can see this being almost being like a commercial. Like it's not yeah. even a world. Yeah, that I could definitely. Well, we don't do those no more. Like, we don't do world premieres, but like it is like the, you see the, the commercial star for Warframe, and then it is like, oh yeah, we got Skull and Bones as a date now, and it's like, wait, <laughs> like y'all aren't gonna put this in the actual show? Um, I could definitely see that too. Yeah. I could also see that they announced this release date ahead of time, and then yeah, there is a commercial slash trailer or whatever at Game Awards. That's what I feel. I feel like if with this leaking already, I wouldn't. I I could see this being a oh, we're announcing this in the next couple of days. Yeah, homie, mateys, <laughs> we'll set sail in February, but you'll get a taste. Especially for the for the fact that we've had release dates before for this game. Yeah, right? like I don't think you can make a pomp and circumstance out of oh, we got the Skull and Bones release. Like I think that time has passed. You know, I think everybody's kind of over it. Um, the fact that they're releasing this in February too, I think that's wild because February is jam packed. Like March, I understand you want to release within the f- fiscal year. March is right there, and there's not much happening in March. Like, am I? I mean, I- come on now, February sixteenth. We'll still be what? That'll be two weeks. We'll still be locked in on Suicide Squad, <laughs> so Justice League, and also Mario versus Donkey Kong comes I'll out be, February sixteenth. Mario and Go- Donkey Kong will also only be halfway through Persona Three. You know? Yeah, but yeah, if I go through right right now, March for twenty twenty four is. Unicorn Overload, oh. which I'm looking forward to. Overlord, actually. Unicorn Overlord. Oh, I'm looking I'm not, forward to I'm that. I'm excited game. about that one. Um, and then Princess Peach Showtime. That's all that's announced gotcha. for March right now. At least that, that have dates in March. Um, but then as I go through February, it is Grand Blue, Persona 3 Reload, Suicide Squad, Helldivers 2, um, Banishers, yeah. Ghost of New Eden, Tomb Raider 1 through 3 Remastered, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Nightingale, Star Wars Dark Forces Remastered, and then Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Woo. And you want to release Skull and Bones in that? Yeah. Get it, get it under the radar. And that's what it screams to me. I'm like, oh, this, this. For me, this feels like a. All right, let's just let's just we're put doing this, this thing. Out. We're doing Singapore it. says we have to. Yeah, it almost feels like the way they treated Roller Champions, where like I was looking forward to Roller Champions, and it came out, and like it felt like they didn't. Even, they even did talk everything about possible it. to make you not be excited about. Yeah. Roller Champions. Um, I almost feel like this is going to be the same thing, where it comes out, and Ubisoft's like, "Oh, we made that. <laughs> we, oh, we put that out. Oh, shoot. Well, all right. What if it's fun? Okay, don't like, let's, be let's be real. Let's be real." I don't. It's hard for me to imagine this being fun. I know. I think it could be fine, but I don't think fine is going to cut it. When, Do you think when you're playing Helldivers? You know, <laughs> Come on now. when Did... Barrett's pl- and Andy's playing Suicide Squad, when I'm playing Final Fantasy. Barrett's not playing more Suicide than... Squad. But Barrett's going to play Suicide Squad with tears in his eyes the entire time. Uh, yeah, I gotta. I I have to play it because I feel like people are going to want to know what my opinion is of it. But I'm not going to enjoy it. <laughs> what if you did? What if 20 we're you know we're still in 2023 2024 is the year of what if could be awesome what if what if, what if? Yeah, what if season two skull and bones and suicide squad are in our top three contenders Can you fucking imagine <laughs> yeah i mean oh. if it's good you know i think i mean that'd be exciting it i would be i think the pirate genre could use more competition because see if thieves is just shutting it down over here yeah um and so that'd be neat but <laughs> even, <laughs> even if it's good though like that'd be neat i don't like I, and this is me speaking personally and like not on behalf of like fans or whatever i just don't care that much about yeah. pirates and so even if it's like oh man this is a surprise it's decent i'm still not gonna play it i got three other five other games to play that month that i'm, I'm more excited for um but yeah like I, ho- I hope it's good like i hope it hits for an audience and i hope like people stick with it if so right like i think that could be a possibly good back-to-back release slate for um ubisoft because what we're coming off of assassin's creed mirage avatar is coming out in december that one's also up in the air of like all right how's that gonna hit we'll see maybe it's good if that's good then we're moving on to january we were get um 
whatchamacallit, Prince of Persia, The yeah. Lost Crown, and that looks fantastic. Yeah, Ubisoft actually publishing games, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then that comes out, and then this comes out in February. Like, that could be a, a decent cadence, and that could be a good thing if these games hit. But right now, I'm only looking forward to Prince of Persia. Okay. Yeah. That game looks incredible. Are you looking forward to number three on the Europa Report, where NCSoft and Sony Interactive Entertainment announce a strategic partnership? This is a press release from Sony. NCSoft, a global premier developer and publisher, today announced that it has signed a strategic global business partnership with Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, the two companies' CEOs have met and jointly signed the partnership. Under this partnership, NCSoft and SIE will collaborate in various global business fields, including mobile. The two companies are evaluating a range of potential opportunities with an aim to foster strategic synergy, <laughs> leveraging NCSoft's technical, technological prowess and SIE's global leadership in the entertainment field. Quote, this partnership with SIE is the beginning of our efforts to build various synergies together, utilizing both companies' core competencies, technical Yuck. capabilities, <laughs> and expertise, said the president and CEO at NCSoft. He added, quote, we will deliver a new and enjoyable experience to our audience across the, and beyond genres and regions. Partner, and then this is Jim Ryan now. Fucking lame duck Jim Ryan in here just <laughs> signing what, deals. What did he do? <laughs> it's just funny. Like, you know, lame duck? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's done, right? Like, I, I mean, yeah, I guess he's done. His feet are up yeah. on the desk. No, he's he's, on like, his way out. You're he's right. watching the clock. You're right. Uh, Jim Ryan says, Partnering with NCSoft advances our strategy to expand beyond console and broaden PlayStation's reach to a wider audience. Mm. Like SIE, NCSoft shares a similar vision in creating high-quality, impactful entertainment experiences for players everywhere. And together, we're excited to collaborate to push the boundaries of gaming further. Wow. So, I see there are three things I pick up sure. here. Sure, sure. Um, all the parts where they talk, where Jim Ryan mentions beyond console, even earlier on where they talk about collaborating in various mobile. global business fields, including mobile. NCSoft has done like a lot of PC stuff, and so this strikes me as we're continuing on with the PC stuff, and then also, yeah, like trying to further our mobile strategy. Sure. This is a conversation I had with Mike earlier, where I'd, I'd, I'd love to see PlayStation do more than just Sackboy Run on the mobile side. Like, I want to see more interesting things. The example I gave was Gears Pop, which I know nobody cared about Gears Pop. But when I saw Gears Pop get revealed at that Xbox showcase, I was like, that's different. You know what? <laughs> I don't hate this. I, that's different. And I want different out of the uh, mobile stuff. And so, yeah, like, I, I, wanted, I want to see what PlayStation can do on that side because I'd like to see more interesting things in, in the mobile space. That's first and foremost. Um, <coughs> secondly... A while ago, there was a report about a Horizon MMO being developed by NCSoft. That's true. That is yeah. true. And I pulled from IGN, right? IGN wrote the, this is Brian Leston. This was November 2022, so exactly a year ago, where um, they wrote, Horizon is reportedly getting its very own MMO from Sony and NCSoft. According to MTN via VGC, the Horizon franchise, which includes Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West, is heading online with an MMO for the makers of Guild Wars and Guild Wars 2. Um, I don't have to read more, but that's all I want. Yeah. Cause I was going to, I forgot about that, honestly, a hundred percent. And I was going to call out that I'd like to see it work in reverse and us get guild wars on PlayStation. Oh. Cause that is such a great MMORPG, but this would be a way better fit for PlayStation in terms of like, Hey, you already invest in this world. Here's a really cool way to go do more with it. Yeah. And I think the fact that, yeah, you have them putting out an official press release, probably where there, where there's smokes, there's flames, where um, there's smokes, there's flames, <laughs> where there's smokes, there's flames. And so I'll think that that is probably continuing in so, to some extent. Um, and I'm excited for that. And I think from the reports, it seems like that MMO project is in addition to the one that Gorilla, the multiplayer game that Gorilla is working on. Um, 
And so it seems like we're getting a lot of Horizon, which could be good, could be bad. Like that seems, We talked about that at length, yeah, yeah, how much Horizon we have and what it means. It seems like a lot, especially because like, there's also the rumored remaster that's happening, and we know we're going to get a Horizon 3. Seems like a lot, but also, hey, I'm down for I'm down to try these things. Like a Horizon MMO sounds fun. A Horizon co-op game also sounds fun. And so, yeah, I'm I'm I think this is good. I think this is a a good partnership. Agreed. Yeah, I, I think both ways and anyway slice it. And yeah, if there are hopefully the idea here would be since they're working theoretically rumored to be working on the Horizon uh, MMO, right? Like PlayStation has seen enough, SI has seen enough to be like, oh shit, this is actually good. Like we should make this even more official. Yeah. But the question is. Can Horizon be the DC Universe Online killer? There's been mm. one MMO on PlayStation forever, and it's DC Universe Online, all right? Just running ruckshot over the competition. And this did remind me, of course, I'm supposed to be playing DC There's Universe Online on PS5 right now. Okay, Final Fantasy 14 is on PlayStation. Yeah, but that died, and then it had what? to come back. You know what <laughs> okay, I mean? Yeah. Oh, you're right. You know, you're, you're right about that. You're Thank right you. about that. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. You, DC Universe never died. No. It's been, I mean, been trucking along nonstop. What are you talking about? Okay. But like, barely. How many episodes though. do they have? No, you don't know that. You I don't mean, know that. We've talked about I've this. I've only heard one person talk about DC Universe Online, and that's you. And I know for a fact, you're not, you're not logging onto that thing every day. And it's still going. Remember when we called uh, uh, Trexlight? We called Trexlight on the show. Were you on that show? Uh, maybe. That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, where we called him, and he gave a whole rundown of how, like, don't get me wrong. Mm. Yes, my, Final Fantasy, incredibly successful. Obviously. Yeah. And I have a much louder, more vocal fan base. DC still doing its thing. And whatever like we said before, and they, but the, where I was trying to drive to, as you remember, in August, we had an article we read from IGN from Wesley Yinpool, DC Universe Online coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X. DC mm. Universe Online comes out on PS5 and Xbox Series X this holiday season. Developer Dimensional Inc. Games has announced. I know what Greg's doing for Christmas. What the fuck is that? Yeah, that's what me and Mike had a whole Oh, talk. it's not out? Mike and I had talked this up for a long time that we we're going to jump in there and do some stuff. Maybe roll new characters. Maybe keep art with our old tunes. What the hell? I mean, maybe they shadow drop it. It's a holiday season. Huh? Maybe they shadow drop it. Game Awards. No. Oh. Yeah. Out today. <laughs> how, how hyped would you be if that happened? I, I mean, I will lose my goddamn mind Fucking in the Jim Peacock Ryan theater. Jim walks out on stage with whoever works at the DC. It's a completely <laughs> silent theater. You just hear Greg. Woo! Let's fucking go. The sad part is that, you know, these clowns, Keely and his other jackals over there would just put it on the pre-show. You know what I mean? They wouldn't even give it the, yeah. this should be right before game of the year. Oh, can yeah. you fucking this believe? Is be can this, you fucking believe this game that's over a decade old is coming out again? It's gonna be the it. same commercial break as the Skull and Bones release date. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, by the way, these two things are happening. Go play DC Universe Online right now. Look at that. The Duke of Dustin says DCO was pretty dope uh, with the time I spent with it. That was way back when the Green Lantern X uh, Green Lantern X Pac launched. Lol. So, do you? I mean, would you be excited for a Horizon MMO? Is that oh, something you would play? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, mm. I, I mean, like you get into it. Uh, like, I'm interesting you know of course i am on the right side of history and hate pc game mm -hmm. but dc universe online like i adored and had so much fun with i want to play more mmos but they just have to be a, a universe i've care i care about right like mm -hmm. i've turned on final fantasy 14 first off when they like originally brought it back from the dead me and destin played it for like eight hours or whatever at square yeah. one day for ign videos but i mean since then i have started it. i have created a character i do launch into it when i start to drift off to sleep because i just don't care about that world mm -hmm. and so obviously dc is cheating because it's dc comics it's what i uh, love uh, right behind ghostbusters right so for you to say all right we're making even if guild wars did come like 
I could get in and play it and enjoy it probably, but I'd fall off because yeah. I just don't care about that world. Back when, Steinberg used to try to get me to play it all the time because she was so insanely into it, and I can respect it. It just wasn't my thing. And so for you're telling me you're bringing Horizon over, like a, a universe I do know and I do love, and then it would just be, well, how is the gameplay play? But Yeah, and that's my worry is... I think for me, the struggle with MMOs, because I've done the same thing with Final Fantasy XIV, where I've downloaded it, done the subscription. I probably need to cancel it, actually, now that I think about it. Does Michael Heim just sit, watch? Is one yeah. of those things, he's <laughs> in the back corner watching you quietly? And I was like, I've tried it, and for me, it's more so just, like, this the nature of MMOs. Like, I think of all the menus. I think about, like, combat just being, you know, click on this thing, and, like, it feels very passive. It feels more so about, hey, yeah, like, do the quests and then turn them in and then build up your character. That's what that's what RPGs are, right? Like that's what these, this genre is. But what I like about Horizon is the action. Like I like getting in there and being like, all right, I gotta switch to this weapon and aim for the tail or whatever. So then like you know knock this part off the machine to weaken it. That is such a fun part of Horizon for me. And I wonder if some of that gets lost if it turns into an MMO, right? If it is a bit more, no, you're just clicking on the thing to like apply damage, and it is more about maybe like the. Um, the properties of the kind of attacks you're using as opposed to the actual strategy and the actual action of it. But either way, like I'm down to see it. I'm down to see what it looks like. I think that could help flesh out the world even more. I think the, I, the premise of the horizon world is so interesting. I think the two games we've gotten so far have done a good job of keeping that world engaging. But I think, I think, the, and I, for, I already forgot horizon called mountain three games, um, two and a half. But like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think, you can make that world feel bigger if you did a MMO, if you did like a co-op thing, right? And set them in different parts of the country or different parts of the world. For sure. Um, and that could be really fun. I, th I, I, I think you can do justice to that universe. Yeah, I think, you know, Horizon Forbidden West leaves the Aloy area and technology in such an interesting point that I feel like you could have a really cool MMO, not about her at all or involving her. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she'll be involved. I'm sure she'll send you a quest or whatever. But you could still be out there with your focus doing whatever and having a exploring and changing the world or whatever. Yeah. And I would love that. Just go out there and do that. Yeah. I mean, and bring all that Monster Hunter world stuff in. Do you think, I mean, do you think it's too much Horizon? That's my one thing is like, could this have been a Ghost of Tsushima MMO? Could it have been a, I mean, a Last of Us <laughs> MMO? Like, could it have been a it could different have been any of those things. Yeah. yeah. I think, but I think again, like if you're, especially if you look at NCSoft and you look at Guild Wars 2, like Guild Wars 2 gives off, I, I'm, and I, Barrett, if you can throw me up a Guild Wars 2 trailer, but don't throw me up like a current DLC where they're fighting some ice god or whatever. You know, throw me way back when it was like, cool, there's open area events and there's like dragons and there's whatever. Like, I can see, I can, I can see the horizon in that. And I feel like that gameplay would work here, which wasn't mm -hmm. click the button and do the thing. It was action oriented. It okay. was like you're involved with it or whatever. Guild Wars, oh, the launch trailer is just going to be this like, gonna be, yeah, this is going to be a like dope a cinematic. Ass cinematic, yeah. God, I'm yeah, look cinematic. Gameplay, yeah, I'm curious to see what well, yeah, gameplay looks like. what it actually looks like. <laughs> like you remember the DC this. Universe Online? Oh, uh, I do remember. Yeah, that that was sick though. That was like one of those like Blur Studios yeah, animated yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what got me to download it. And I started playing it. I was like, oh yeah, so it's an MMO. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, nope, I gotta get out yeah, of here. This go. is not where I'm going. I got a 40 second trailer because that's, that's what good trailers enough. were like. Okay. Well, you know what I mean. Like it's like you know rustic. See, I need to see what the menus look like. Like, oh, what I need, is, I need to see the gameplay with UI. Well, that I mean, you could go to. I, you, Barrett, oh, I'll, here we I'd go. Give you permission. I'd give you permission for modern gameplay. I just, I didn't want you to look at him. You know, riding a, a rainbow, just killing stuff. That's yeah. not like you know, this R looks like rainbow. what it started as. I know yeah. it's gotten crazy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, Barrett, if you can find some modern Guild Wars gameplay, I'd be curious. Well, Barrett does that. 
I'll tell you about our modern sponsors. Remember, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free. But guess what? You're not on patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can enjoy ad-free viewing, 400 bonus episodes, exclusive merch, all sorts of content. Watch us record the show live. So for you right now, here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Tis the season of giving. Get the perfect gift for a special someone, yourself, or both. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and world-class optics for all outdoor adventures with an extensive array of styles and colors, you're bound to find the perfect pair of Shady Rays sunglasses. You already know I've been out Pokemon going and Shady Rays have been making me look as dope as I want out in the real world. And that's not all. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Shady Rays is currently in their biggest sale of the year for Black Friday. Don't miss out on the best deals for shades, snow goggles, and prescription sunglasses. You can go to ShadyRays.com and try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250 thousand people again that's shadyrays.com for their biggest sale of the year when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. I'm playing some DC Universe online tonight. I'll tell oh, you yeah? Are oh, you itching for it? Okay, so go. this is what it looks like. Okay. So I like that it's behind the bag. Oh, God, imagine a mouse cursor. Yeah, I need to see him attack Whoa. this rhino. Whiff. Whose footage this is this? not Let's a rhino. It's like a boar. You see, you got, you, got, what, you got one of the sentries over there. You run over on, you click, you hit him with the thing. You're doing uh, the stuff. It doesn't excite me. Sure. But that's just me, right? I, I understand that this is this but is. But again, think about that. This is a game that's how, however old that they've built on and done all this stuff. Like a modern thing that you were doing with Horizon, I think would look and play better. Yeah, I hope so. Mike, you still down to play DC Universe Online when it comes to PlayStation Five and Xbox? All right, he said hell yeah off on the side. If you didn't hear him, ladies and gentlemen. For now, let's move on to number four on the Roper Report. CD Projekt says Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty has topped 4.3 million in sales. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. CD Projekt has provided a sales update on Cyberpunk 2077's Phantom Liberty expansion. Having sold 3 million copies in the first week following its PS5, Xbox series, and PC release on September 26th, the game's first and only expansion has cleared 4.3 million sales in the first two months. Quote, 
We are very pleased with the launch of Phantom Liberty, <laughs> said the CEO, Adam Kaczynski. Successful release of the expansion, along with the update 2.0, which introduces a slew of additional improvements, elevates Night City gameplay to another level in terms of quality. This is an important achievement, given our plans to further develop the franchise, end quote. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for I, I, The last part he says, like, this is an important achievement, given our plans to further develop the, the franchise. I think... Phantom Liberty was such a good step for Cyberpunk, along with 2.0, right? Like, figuring out what the quality version of that game looks like on all levels, and then also, just on a narrative level, figuring out a story that is really that that really hits for fans, right? Barry, you said you finished it recently? Uh, or no, Andy had, finished it recently. He finished it very recently, yeah. I think, like, the other day. I, I was, like, a month ago, I think. Yeah, and, like, you know, in talking to everybody who, who's finished the game, like, talking to Michael Hyam, too, like, all of us are, I've, I've not met one person who's not been blown away by the ending. Maybe, actually, maybe you, because you finished it, right? Yeah. Cool. Uh, but, like, for the most part, I've not met people that are, like, not blown away by whatever ending they got. Like, sure. I, I think the way in which they've now figured out how to tell stories in that world has me excited to see, okay, what we get out of a next game, out of a main campaign, and out of, like, you know, the improvements of what side quests can be and side cons can be and all that stuff. I want to see whatever whatever is next for Cyberpunk be a step up from what this is currently, which right now for what we have with Cyberpunk 2.0 plus Phantom Liberty, I'll say stellar. Um, so yeah, like I good, good on them. I love seeing the 20% attachment rate. That's pretty insane. Um, and yeah, like I think over the years with the improvements, they've earned it. So good on them. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they walk away uh, with awards at Game Awards, you know, being in there for community support and... Best, Best RPG? ongoing no, game. Ongoing? Okay, ongoing. ongoing game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how it's continuing to go ongoing from here, but you know, that's in the eyes of the. I mean, it on I mean, it on goo this year. It, on also, ongoing games end. Mm. You know, look at Knockout City. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look but, at that, but that's a di you know that's different. How is that different? Because that's a game that was constantly being supported because of like the uh, like seasons and like all of this stuff. Like they're constantly like updating that game, whereas. Phantom, like, the Cyberpunk was one update, 2.0, and a DLC. They had, well, I mean, an update is an update, but also they were updating it before 2.0. They added, like, the um, Edge Runner stuff. And I think they were doing, like, a lot of periodic updates to it as well. I think just because you have an end doesn't mean you're not on Should on Jedi uh, Survivor get a, a best ongoing game? Because they had to do well, a Well, I mean, should Dave the Diver be a fucking indie? Number five on the <laughs> Jedi Survivor's update point is going to Cyberpunk. Rockstar <laughs> veterans are working with Dan Hauser at Absurd Ventures. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. I think VGC is cleaning up on headlines today. Yeah. Good job, VGC. Uh, Rockstar veterans Laszlo Jones and Michael Unsworth are working alongside Dan Hauser at Absurd Ventures. It's been revealed. Having co-founded Rockstar in 1998, Hauser left in early 2020 before announcing his latest venture, transmedia firm Absurd, earlier this year. It's now transpired that Jones, who left Rockstar in late 2020 after 19 years of the company, joined Absurd uh, the following June as one of its founding members. As co-chair of Rockstar's production development, Jones was previously responsible for in-game creative audio and video content. He's perhaps best known for producing the dialogue for Grand Theft Auto's characters and satirical radio stations, as well as appearing in the series. A more recent hire at Absurd is former Red Dead Redemption series writer Unsworth, who left Rockstar this summer after 16 years of the company. As spotted by B Geek, he joined Absurd in October as its head of story and creative management. The former writing director worked on virtually all of Rockstar's major releases during his time at the company. Notably, he's uh, one of only three writers credited for both Red Dead Redemption's game stories alongside Hauser. 
Unsworth is also credited for dialogue writing in GTA 4, GTA 5, Max Payne 3, L.A. Noir, Midnight Club, Los Angeles, and more. One correction from Greg. Mm-hmm. I believe you edited some stuff out of this article, right? Maybe. Uh, when he's, I think we we missed the introduction. Oh no, no, it's fine. You're wrong. I'm wrong. Everybody's okay. right. The article's right. I thought we were still talking about the one guy when you started calling. I, oh, Laszlo is Laszlo is yeah. Laszlo. So when I saw Jones, I was like, no, that's Laszlo. I yeah. wrong. I digress. Cool. Is GTA Six ruined? I mean, we'll see. I, I'm actually very curious to see. Like, okay, what does does GTA Six miss out on? Any of that energy, like I, there, are, there are so there's and so they were much there like, a long time. Yeah. So even leaving in 2020, yeah, of course they, yeah. yeah, they've touched GTA 6 and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I think alone GTA 6 having to live up to all the previous GTA games, and in terms of not just gameplay, not just an open world, because I think that stuff was very possible for a Rockstar, but also in quality of writing and you know doing commentary on what life is in 2023 and doing parody and all the stuff that gta is known for yeah i think that's a different task in 2023 than it was in 2013 or 2008 or 2004 like when all the previous gta games came out and so to do a game that presumably is going to take place in present day i wonder how they tackle certain things i wonder if they're able to keep the funny up i wonder if you know, losing out on a Laszlo, if La- I mean, have, having no idea if Laszlo's going to be a radio host in this one or not, right? Yeah. Like, I wonder if that affects things. Um, I also wonder on the other side, for the studio that, um, uh, well, I always forget to, I always mix up the Hauser brothers. Dan Hauser? This is, is Dan Hauser's studio? This is Dan Hauser, yeah. Um, I wonder for his studio, like, what game are they working on? Is that going to be a GTA-like game? Because if you're getting Laszlo, and if, if you're getting people who have written on GTA before, that makes me think that you want to work on something that at the very least, like, has that type of energy to it, has that kind of, like, I think at the very least you want to make something that is, like, cinematic or something that is, that has a, a, a narrative and story to it and performance to it that speaks to a AAA level. Sure. And so I wonder if we could ever get, like, a GTA competitor from the people that worked on GTA. Never say never, but not for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. You have to imagine this first game is going to be smaller in scope, right? Yeah, unless they. I mean, I unless mean, they get a lot of money, which and they I, do, and they have somebody, the names. They have the names. Yeah, I was gonna say, if somebody's gonna get a lot of money, it's gonna be Dan Hauser to to greenlight a game. Yeah, you think him and Sam are still friends? You know what I mean? Because they were brothers. They are brothers, technically still. I mean, no the the rest of the family has to choose who to go to for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Wow, wow. Yeah. I hate to see it. Do you think that's an awkward Thanksgiving? Yeah. Like, y'all both show up and it's what like, what are you working on? I'm not gonna tell you. What are you working on? Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you. Why'd you leave? I had to leave. Like, why hasn't you? Why did you take six out yet? Yeah. You know, yeah, I think it always, takes I, so long. I, I hear it always ends in a fist fight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number six on the Roper Report. Sources say Embracer has laid off 50 at Chorus Developer Fish Labs. Mike, any guesses where this article came from? It's Andy Robinson of VGC. Veteran game developer Fish Labs is the latest Embracer-owned studio to suffer layoffs. VGC understands. On Tuesday, Embracer CEO Lars Wingforce uh, told staff that around 50 people at Hamburg-based studio will be laid off. Sources told VGC, with the exec claiming a, quote, lack of approval and financing uh, for an in-development project, left it with no other choice. According to LinkedIn, Fish Labs was comprised of 120 people. Many of its employees posted on the platform on Tuesday, confirming they'd been made redundant. Founded in 2004, Fish Labs is best known for 2021's Space Combat Game Chorus, as well as Galaxy of Fire series on mobile. The other shoes continue to rain down on anyone connected to Embracer Group. Yeah, I want somebody to like create a worst, um, like... I don't know, like video game publisher or like, I, I guess Embracer is not necessarily a publisher, but like they're 
an owner, I guess. I don't know. Make that award for worst thing. Give it to Embracer because goddamn. Also, sirens are alright. Sirens, I don't know. Wow, that was a that lot really of happens. You never hear that. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's still it's it's always upsetting to see. Um, of course, like Fish Labs, I didn't know much about. Like I remember Chorus when that came out because I was yeah. like at a big presentation when it was revealed. <laughs> I'm not confident in it. I think that might have been at a PlayStation showcase, but that's the kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Um, but yeah, like I know chorus, like I, I remember that hitting for some people, and then also like I mean for other people, it's like, okay, whatever. But you know, I think the fact that a lot of these decisions are coming down from Embracer and because of Embracer's um fuck ups, not necessarily the studios fuck yeah, ups. Yeah, of course. It makes it upsetting every single time to see one of these stories. And like it's more upsetting knowing that we're not done seeing these stories from the Embracer Studios. Um Yep, purely because they made bad business. Um, yep. Yeah, I, my heart goes out to the people that are losing their jobs. Of course, this year continues to take and take and take from uh, video game developers, and that fucking sucks. Number seven on the Roper Report and final for your Tuesday, uh, Dragon's Dogma 2 Steam page confirms release date ahead of planned announcement. This is Taylor Lyles over at IGN. Dragon's Dogma 2's Steam page has revealed the game's March 22nd, Hey, hey, 2024 release date. You wanted some March games? Here, Here we go. go. Ahead of a planned announcement later tonight. Uh, the release date visible on the Dragon's Dogma 2 Steam page confirms a recent leak spotted earlier this month in which the Peggy rating uh, for the game revealed it would release on March 22nd, 2024 for PC, PlayStation 5, and the Xbox Series X and S. The news comes hours before Dragon Dogma 2. God damn it. <laughs> Dragon's Dogma 2 showcase set for 1 p.m. Pacific time. Hell yeah. March. I, you you were the one talking about this, right? Yeah, I did a preview of it, and you were like, "It's it feels like a last gen game." Yeah, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now. Maybe even PS3. I think I said, "Yeah, I feel like in a lot of ways it feels structured like a PS3 game, but I still had a lot of fun with it." Yeah. Um, Dragon's Dogma One came out uh, that generation, and so like it's following up on a game that at the time was very much doing its own thing, like you know, playing to the beat of its own drum, and um, was kind of this mixture of I don't know, like. A bit of souls, a bit of like shadow colossus with climbing on creatures and stuff, but also just like it being this open RPG where you're taking out creatures and doing missions and having these um, little companions running around doing the thing. Like it, it, it does. It has like a lot of its own energy that I, it's, I find it hard to compare to other games you see nowadays. Okay. But playing it in the preview, I was like, okay, this is fun. Like this works. Um, I'm enjoying the combat. <laughs> I'm enjoying leveling up this character. And as as I look toward um, March. the well, as I look as I look down the barrel of like what I can build my character as, right? Like the different character classes and stuff. I, it has me excited and curious to see what that looks like if I go straight from being a thief to being a thief mage. I made that up, but sure. you get what I mean, right? Like I, that's, that stuff seems fun. And so I think Your March, preview and then the stuff we, we've seen right now and when we talked about it before, I was like, yeah. damn, I want to try this. Yeah, Mar I think March is going to be a good time for it too as of now because Mar Mar not much is happening in March. And so, yeah, yeah like if this comes out and it, like if March continues to be Hey, like this is actually kind of a chill month. I'm definitely gonna hop into this and play a lot. I'm stoked to see it. See if it comes out. Stoked to see when DC Universe Online comes out to PlayStation Five. Game Wars. Jeff, give the people what they want. They want DC Universe Online again on another platform. I digress. All that's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the Mama Grab shops. Where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. yeah! Out today!
Calico on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4, Dune Spice Wars on Xbox Series X and S, Rollerdrome on Xbox Series X and S, The Last Train Home on PC, My Next Life as a Villainous, All Routes Lead to Doom, Pirates of the Disturbance comes to Switch. <sighs> New dates for you. Not for broadcast VR graces. PSVR 2 Airwaves on December 14th. Baron Breakfast is coming to PlayStation 4 and PS5 on December 12th. Can't wait. And the Lost Legends of Red Wall, the Scout Anthology, has been delayed to January 30th, 2024. What's up, you think? Mm -hmm. And I, I should, there, I know enough people to ask. Why does it seem like so many indie games get ported in December? The stuff that's been out a million. Hey, what, that's what, a good question. You figure six months, I guess June, if they were all coming out, and maybe they had like half a year of exclusivity on wherever they were. Maybe it was like a, when a did four Bear year. When, when maybe did, if games are coming out in November, and then like 12 months later, they're able to get out in December. And maybe it's like usually December is when AAA is not yeah. publishing yeah, that's two a good months. Point. You're a good point. So then yeah, they're that's good. getting that's another good. breath that's of fresh air. I like where your head's at, Bear. Thank you. Yeah, because I remember a sports story coming out last year, and like during Christmas oh. break. Yeah. Remember how heartbreaking don't, that was? Don't, don't. Just don't. Oh, that was Remember upsetting, Remember the man. dev room in that game where you find the dev room and the devs are like, yo, this sucks? Yeah. We, weird. Fuck. I, I need, like, the breakdown. I need, like, the Jason Schreier breakdown on what happened a, behind Sports yeah, Story. Yeah. Deal of the day for you. Wario64 tweets, the Batman suit available free in Batman Arkham Knight, first on Nintendo Switch, arriving on other platforms at a later date. Of course, this is the... Pattinson, Battinson, uh, bat suit from the Batman. Uh, this, of course, randomly leaked one day, remember? And everybody flipped their shit, and then the Rock City quickly took it down. Well, there you go. Official. Coming this is Arkham coming to Nintendo Switch first. I mean, that's, that's where right. the newest people are, right? That's where the, the Arkham Trilogy. Yeah. I may have uh, requested a code. By the Did you way. like the Batman? The movie? I liked it. I didn't love it. Okay. You know what I mean? I yeah. wasn't like blown away. It's it was a I forget that was one where I feel like a lot of the hype got away from it, where people were like coming out like this this is the best Batman movie of all time. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit. And then I went in there, I was like, oh, I enjoyed it. But yeah. I, I think know. I felt exactly this. Like I came out of being like, all right, that was fine. To yeah. give it uh its credit, I think it's the most realized Gotham in a Batman movie. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah, I just on, remember on it seemed like they like, kept tiptoeing. I and I, you can go watch my review. I don't remember everything. This is a very specific example and spoilers, I guess, for this. They kept tiptoeing up to like doing something really cool and different, and then mm -hmm. they would back off. Like when like Alfred blew up, and I was like, "Oh, they're killing Alfred. This is gonna be. Oh no, he's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we're just doing Batman. All right. Yeah. I, I, I Who, love Batman. Who's the head of the crime family in Gotham? Oh, it's Falcone. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Shocking. Right. I was. Shit. I didn't see that coming. Oh okay. wow. Huh. Uh, we have a required viewing here, ladies and gentlemen. It's from Twitter.com/slash Jacob Deck. What is this? You put it in. No, I didn't put it in. Somebody I else put, put this, in. this in. What is it? Uh, GameSpot oh. um, did a documentary on Cyber uh, CD Projekt Red and how Cyberpunk 2077 changed CD Projekt Red. They just uh, they went over there over in September. Um, it was something cool I saw this morning. They're doing cool shit over there, so I just wanted to give it a shout out. Cool. We all know Jacob. We all love Jacob. What a colossal fuck you to Danny O'Dwyer, though. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Danny O'Dwyer leaves GameSpot to go make documentaries. And big ballin' big money GameSpot and big ballin' big money Jacob are like, you know what? I can make a documentary yeah, we can do it. too. We can do it. And they, they do a really the... nice job with it, apparently. Oh, is it and it's really cool. Nature's <laughs> yeah. in it. Meanwhile, fucking Danny O'Dwyer is locked in a room with Gabe Newell <laughs> talking about, <laughs> <laughs> talking about <Half> <laughs> And no one fucking cares. Yeah, you know what like, who, who watched that? You know? Oh my god. Oh man. Oh yeah. Support Jacob and support Danny, of course. Uh, reader mail. No, 
no, we're already late. Don't worry. We'll get to the thing here of uh, just doing the live show where, of course, you could do that, but I'll do that before the squad up. You can write in kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Of course, when you do that, you can tell us your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I'll read it here. The best friends will come and find you, and everybody will play video games together. Today, Miguel needs help on the PS3. That's right, the PlayStation 3. Hmm. PSN name is Soul Blaster 59, all one word. Good morning, KFGD. I come once again to you with wide eyes and a hat in hand asking for help on the last two co-op trophies I need to finish Far Cry 4. I'm on a mission to platinum all Far Cries. I just did three and primal. Next is five, New Dawn, and the last six. If you'd like to help me on this goal message, I think it means go. You want to help me on this? Oh, if you want to help me on this goal, should be a comma there. Mm. Uh, message me on PSN or on PSN profiles where I already made a session for Wednesday morning. Thank you for the help. Let Gary Witta host. This is Soul Blaster 59. If you want to go play, if you want to help someone accomplish something, platinum all the Far Cry games. I'm on a mission to platinum all Far Cries. Why? A lot of people are popping (laughs) off over there. They're going, Far Cry 4 came out on PS3? Question mark? I don't fucking know. I just read what Miguel writes. If it turns out it's on PlayStation 4 and that's what it was, you find them then. And you know, PSN we, is all the same anywhere. You know? Miguel, stop huffing paint and writing in squad up requests. All right? Uh, I'm looking at it. It did come out on PS3. Okay, there you go. Eggs on your face, isn't there? CTW1665 and my dog Nick96. Looks like you both should go right now to the PSN, buy Far Cry 3 on PS3, and then go play with Miguel. Nope, nope, Far Cry 4. Wait, which one is it? Far Cry 4 on PS3. <laughs> I don't know, just buy all the Far Cries. I don't fucking know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we ask, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to write in to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and listening on podcast services around the globe. We only have one. It claims to be from Sal Romano at Gamatsu. Oh. Sal, you watch this show? That's, wh- that's You're wild. You're actually like doing, we re- <laughs> we're reading your news stories. You should be making more news. You don't have to, oh, we're just recapping what you said or apparently what VGC, what VGC said, except Jordan Midler. Yeah. Not one Jordan Midler headline Here's today. Here's the thing. Jordan. I've, because I've been trying to doing? figure this out. Because I go to VGC every single day for news. Because yeah. like they, like, their write-ups are usually like succinct and they usually have a good roundup of news. Um, how do y'all how do y'all do it over there? Like in terms of your scheduling, because it will be a day where it's okay. These are all Jordan Midler articles. Okay, no, these are all um, Andy Robinson articles. Like day by day, it'll be one per, one name that I'm seeing. So are you guys rotating days, and you're just writing all the news for that? Day? Let me know, because I'm fascinated by how y'all work. Jordan Miller Romano, shit today. Sal Romano is carrying Kamatsu on his back. Uh, yeah. He says, small technicality, but Final Fantasy XIV never shut down on PlayStation, only PC. It only came to PS3 after the PC overhaul. That being said, DC Universe Online has still has still be in service longer on PlayStation by a few years. All his writing power is going to the website. <laughs> <laughs> He's saving it all for Kamatsu. 
<laughs> You're wrong to have spell check. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Tomorrow, we will be back. It will be Bless Hosting with me co-hosting. Thursday, Bless and Tim. Friday, Mike and Andy. That's going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, of course, we are here each and every weekday with all the nerdy news you need to know about in the video game world. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can get each and every episode ad-free. You could toss us a few bucks to say you're doing a great job. You could get exclusive merch. You could get access to the shows exclusively. You could have a great time. It helps keep the lights and mics on. Patreon.com slash kindoffunny. No bucks toss us. No big deal. Watch live as we record at twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Use the epic creator code kindoffunny at checkout. Even if you're on your console or PC, you're buying something for free. Remember, of course, you can get everything on demand. YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Podcast service around the globe. No matter where you get it. Thank you. Please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, leave a review. And until next time, no. It's been our pleasure to serve you. I'm still thinking about the fact that Far Cry 4 came out on PS3. Is that not weird? That's the Pagan Min one, right? Yeah. Troy Baker. Troy Baker. I, I, get, I, I know it Sit makes sense. Sit there for 15 minutes or whatever, and the game would end. It was like, I guess it makes sense because it was 2014. But like, I guess I never thought about the fact that that game came out on PS3. That's weird to me. You know? Did Shadow uh, of Mordor come out on PS3? That's a good game. I, I think it's impossible for PS3 to run that. Is right? it? Or did they just not have the Nemesis system? Shadow Mordor did come out on PS3. Whoa. Yeah. 2014, weird year. We don't talk about it enough. <laughs> Yo, what <laughs> the, the heck is going on, everybody? Welcome to your Super Chat Primetime Post Show with me, Snowbike Mike, and your two incredible, kind of funny games daily show hosts, Blessing out of Yoye Jr. and one Greg Miller. Welcome back. Of course, this is the time where you can get involved. Of course, if you're watching live over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, you can Super Chat Anytime throughout this post show with your questions, comments, concerns, maybe ask Greg about Survivor Series and how Booker T absolutely brought it to your ass. Or if you're watching live on Twitch, of course, you can use the new hype chat feature or you can resubscribe at the tier one to three level with your resub message. And I'll read it here just like friend of the show, J735, writes in with a $5 super chat and says, bear it. I'm about to finish Sea of Stars. This game is an 11 out of 10 treasure. You should check out Chained Echoes, deeper combat, and more mature story. I started up the um, Chained Echoes at the top of the year. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I didn't get that far in it, but it was pretty okay. neat. Barrett? I don't need a more mature story. Okay. Okay. He loves okay. being a baby. I'm He's a the boss baby. baby. Yeah. We got a lot of storylines to talk about. I also like so simple you know. combat. You okay. give me simple combat. Oof. My brain goes, fuck yeah, man. Okay. Nightlife writes in with the $2 super chat and says, thoughts of a Sony UK lawsuit. My PlayStation boys, you know anything about Sony in the UK and the lawsuits? No. Okay, nope. Not really. I can look it up. I got my PlayStation boys looking it up right like, now. They're being Nightlife. sued for like $6 billion or some shit. They're going to look it up. Yeah, Retail Insight Network. Sony faces a 7.9... Do you want? I'll accept the fucking cookies. $7.9 billion lawsuit in the UK for abusing dominant position. Sony is alleged to have imposed restrictive terms and conditions and or technical restraints on consumers. Uh, I think this might have broke during the break. Multi it did. Multinational conglomerate Sony is facing a $7.9 billion lawsuit in the United Kingdom for allegedly abusing its dominant position in the market, the New York Post has reported. The UK's Competition Appeals Tribunal ruled that PlayStation Maker overcharged its customers for digital items. In 2022, Sony Interactive Entertainment was sued in the UK on behalf of 8.9 million people who purchase digital games or add-on content through its PlayStation Store. 
The case against Sony uh, was brought up by a consumer advocate, uh, Alex Neal. The proposed class uh, representative, a corporate entity controlled by Neal, seeks to represent a class of UK domiciled users of Sony PlayStation. Sony is alleged uh, to have imposed restrictive terms and or conditions and or technical restraints that require digital games and add-ons to be purchased and sold only through the PlayStation Store. The store charges a 30% uh, commission to developers and publishers. Customers, therefore, paid higher prices for the games and the add-on content than they would otherwise have done. The company's lawyers have described the case as, quote, flawed from start to finish and called for it to be dropped. The tribunal has ruled for the continuation of Neil's case, but that anyone who purchased from the PlayStation Store after the case was filed in 2022 should not be considered a plaintiff. Alex Neal was quoted by Sky News Australia saying, quote, this is the first step in ensuring customers get back what they're owed for the result of Sony breaking the law. PlayStation gamers' loyalty has been taken advantage of by Sony, who has been charging them excessive prices for years. Whoa. I don't have much to say. <laughs> I mean, first off, well, let's head. just start at the top. Start at the top, Greg. You got this coming, UK, because you don't live in the USA. All right? Got him. Freedom. Am I right, cool, Greg? Freedom. Maybe there's a little bit of payback for 1776. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> On top of that, all right? Wait, if you are using, if you're using a Kryptonian tribunal to mm -hmm. judge things mm -hmm. before you fire people off to the fucking phantom zone, yep. take the fucking beans off the breakfast plate and think for a second about some of your decisions. UK take the powdered wigs off maybe all right take it off who's Tell in charge is it the king of the prime minister or the Tories nobody fucking knows because it's all nonsense we got three branches over here it makes perfect sense great job Greg segueing into another great question chief chaos wants to know what city outside of the USA would make the most sense for GTA 7 outside of the USA outside of the US where would you take a GTA I would say it's crazy how much Greg knows about Europe yeah. <laughs> when somebody comes after PlayStation. Because <laughs> this, this is like, turn it on. Yeah, yeah, this, like, this is about Steam. Greg would be like, oh, yes. Yeah, seems like they got it coming. Um, I would say London, maybe, because they've already had like they a London did, they thing. They did that, though, right? Wasn't yeah. They, yeah. So I, I, London's an easy one, but I feel like they would say, ooh, well, watchdogs, we don't want to go there. You know what I mean? Uh, Australia. Oh. I, what is the. Um, What's the place where there's like a lot of good crime happening? A good crime. Remember that Simpsons episode where they went to the Brazil? Yeah, I do remember that actually. Yeah, yeah. What was the um? I'm stupid and I don't know much about outside of here. Mm. What was the, what was the? No, I can't. Well, where where was the one they the Fast and the Furious movie? Uh huh. All right. They went. I mean, they went to Brazil. Yeah, but I'm trying to. Uh, is it was it they United uh, the United Arab Emirates where oh. they went? And they had like this, and they yeah, like Dubai. was there. Dubai, they, Dubai yeah, thank you. Dubai, yeah. Dubai. I, I know nothing about Dubai. Dubai seems like a That'd really futuristic, cool city with sand and stuff. Like well, yeah, that's all building, cool. tall buildings. Okay. Oh, yeah, Dubai would be dope. Actually, nice cars. You're too. welcome, Rockstar. Matt Steele writes in with a twenty dollars super Steel. chat and said, "I bought Alan Wake two on the Epic Game Store with their." Black Friday deal. I used kind of funny creator code as well Thank and you. immediately hit with an audio desync that's bad enough for me not to continue. Did y'all experience any issues with Alan Wake too? No, but it's a great point. Thank you for using the Epic Game Code. Yes. Uh, and of course, I hate to tell you, what was his name again? Uh, this is Matt Steele. Matt Steele, I hate to tell you, you had this coming because you bought it on PC. Mm. All right. Again, if you're gonna, if you're one of these people who just loves chopping off your toes and be like, this is great, keep using the Epic Creator Code kind of funny when you buy your PC games. But if you, did I have that problem? No, I played on a grown-up system called the PlayStation 5. 
where I had none of those issues. But I, where you could also use the Epic uh, Creator Code, kind of funny when you're checking out on those kind of things. Greg, I'm going to take you back to a text message I think I sent you. Barry, nobody cares. Cut your mic. Um, hold on. This doesn't matter. On. This isn't part of this isn't part of the bit. Doesn't need to be. Here. Let's don't worry about see it. See here. I think I texted you. Hey, uh, is there a known lip sync issue for Alan Wake on PS5? LOL. Because yeah, I, I I got hit with that on PS5. I think that's just like a general general thing, you know. Well, Barrett, I hate to tell you this, but you know. You had sex before marriage, and this is what happens. You know wow. what I mean? Wow. Shit. Wow. Like, I don't, and I don't, you know what I mean? Like, How do you know that? I don't mean, <laughs> I don't mean. <laughs> Where did you learn this information? I don't mean to be everybody's, like, you know, doctor for life here, but if you're going to come at me with a hat in your hand with some horrible thing, I'll tell you why it happened. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I also yeah. just got a text message uh, at 1114 uh, today. Uh, just, Greg, all caps, stop. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's keep it going. Cozy Bear writes in with the $7 Canadian Super Chat and says, I'm, I'm headed to Ikea this evening to get a new standing desk. What are some of your favorite Ikea memories or hot takes? Hot takes. <laughs> hey, hey, that's what he wrote. That's what he wrote. It sounds, like, it sounds like when I left you guys with uh, remember blank Thanksgiving games. <laughs> oh, my God. What a, what a great episode. What a great episode that was. Uh, Ikea memories. Yeah, no. I, I got a bunch of good uh, glass Tupperware from there. You know, it's only starting to break now, and I've had it for years. You nice. know what I mean? That's that's nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. I like I've that. never been the big meatball guy there. You know what I mean? People okay. go and they get the meatballs there. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. It, you know, the one in here in the Bay Area is over in Berkeley or whatever, right? Or not by Berkeley. What? Across the. No, oh, there's bridge. one in like Oakland. Across right? the Berkeley Bridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Oh wow! Really? All this fucking particle board garbage, you know what I mean? Just to get through, just to try to survive, just to get a standing desk. It mm -hmm. won't be standing mm -hmm. in three months. It'll be it'll be collapsing. I don't think I've ever stepped foot in IKEA. Me either. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Never been to, yeah. You want to take us to IKEA? No. Fuck no. You know who does, Kevin? Oh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin yeah. loves going to IKEA. Okay. Okay. But if he takes you to IKEA, then he'll also well, have you go to four different places on the way to. And also, like, we'll leave with something. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to buy something. I just want to go check out what it's like. Mm. If I go See, with Kevin, we'll leave with five different five different he'll items. He'll show up. The, he'll show up for an IKEA trip though, and he'll help you the fuck out. I remember when we got our first couch where we live. Uh, he helped us uh, get that from IKEA to our apartment. CJ writes in with a five dollar super chat and says, "What is the most realistic?" Big announcement each platformer could announce next week at the Game Awards. Each platform. Example, Ghost, Ghost 2, Gear 6, New Mario, question mark. What do you guys got? They're Give not dropping Gear 6. That's not realistic, is it? I mean, I would save Gear 6 for a summertime event, but like Gears is that feels like possibly in the pipeline. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's been like 10 years since Gears 5. No. No, I'm just no. kidding. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, but it's been like, what, two or three? It's been three to four. Windows, three to four. I believe, yeah. Uh, PlayStation God of War DLC. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's, good. that's a that's good, good one, yeah. big dog. That's a good one. Okay. Xbox, I would say Fable. Another a, a better look at Fable. A, tra a trailer for Fable. Okay. okay, I like that. I like that. Nintendo, and they have the history with Hellblade, though. I could see them doing something there too. Nintendo uh, Paper Mario date for like the Thousand Year Door remake. I know it's not like a new new announcement, but Nintendo just announces the Switch too. There you go. That would be a crazy one. See Mario Kart out. Wave Three. Okay. Miles writes in with a two dollar super chat and says, Barrett, you were right about Sea of Stars. It's so good. I know. It's a contender. Hey, did the thing. Blessing, uh, Greg. I've given up. You're my only fucking hopes to get that on our top ten list. I'm I'm right now I am trying to get smart enough to play Chance of Sinar. Nice. My goal. Just get dumb. Get dumb with I'm me. Trying to get my, get my knowledge up. Chewy writes in 
with the five dollars. Jim Chad says, "Anyone in kind of funny play Bomb Rush Cyber Funk?" Don't remember hearing any coverage for it. Cool, Greg and Mike, your kind of game. I remember this blessing talking about this when it dropped, right? Where yeah. it just came out of nowhere and there was like no PR for it or anybody to talk yeah, to. Yeah, like nobody reached out for codes or anything. And I was in the middle of reviewing Starfield and then the game that came out before Armor Core Six. Like I was in the middle of both those games. And then immediately went to Liza P and Mortal Kombat. So I never had any time for it, even though I really wanted to play it. Because Bomber Cyberpunk looks really fun. It looks really cool. Maybe one day. Oh, no. Nobody does. Cool Greg's sneaking in to take a look. Yeah, he's looking at it. Cool Greg, I think this is up your alley, big dog. Your roller skating and your spray pin, Cool Greg. Yep. It's going to be your game of the year. I like that. I like that. DJ Kento writes in with the $10 Super Chat and says, Good news, anime nerds. Street Fighter 2, the animated movie 4K remastered, is out today. Now you have a good reason to enjoy Tim and Nick's watch along if you have a new copy in 4K. Oh. You like Street Fighter the movie? I mean, no. you're, you're a fighting game guy. Do you like any of these movie adaptations? I mean, Mortal, Com look, Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat movie, movies, cool movies, movies right? are fun. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. bad, but they're fun. I like watching them. Um, the Street Fighter movies, I never cared enough about Street Fighter lore and what's going on with the characters to actually watch the movies. Mortal Kombat, I do. Um... Oh yeah, that's exciting. That's coming coming out though. That is out today. Is that what they said? Out today. Out today. Greg Miller, we got James with the two dollars super chat and says KF Day goal. Gary and Jared show. They just talk games for three hours. Why would I unleash that on all of you? Woo! You know what I mean? We have ten minutes left on your super chat post show. Of course, you can write in with your YouTube super chats. You can resubscribe, just like many of you have over there with the Northside Samurai. Have you been using your PlayStation portal thoughts boys? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been gone. I didn't bring it with me to Chicago, uh, but I brought it in the office today cause I got to do some KFW stuff and it makes it super easy for, it. I adore my PlayStation portal. It's everything I wanted out of that device. Uh, it is, you know, completely removed the backbone from my life, even though I still love the backbone and recommend it. Uh, just having that big old screen, like, you know what I mean? It's I truck it back and forth from the couch to the bedroom, uh, go in there, lay next to Jen, play some games, keep working on my dead, Rising 2 Platinum. Getting ready for DC Universe Online on it. Dead Rising Play 2? Oh, dead, no, no, no. Dead, okay, dead, uh, dead Island 2. I was like, dead holy shit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good for I'm you, dusting, Greg. I'm dusting that shit like, off oh going way back. Oh, my God. My mind hurts right now thinking about that. That's cool, Greg. Good for you for using that. Bless you. have been using yours? Not really. I, oh, I keep, I'm, Can I'm I have it? My, what up? Can I have it? You don't need two at once. I want to leave one at work. Then I don't have to, oh, I don't have to drag it back and forth. I mean, nice. I'm leaving, that's nice to him. I, I leave mine at work all the time because like, yeah. the internet's better here than it is at home. Sure. Um, And like, I'm not really. I'm, so I can I, take it. Yeah. So you can use it. Yeah. You can use it here. Okay, Could, great. Can you have two accounts on it, like a normal PlayStation? Like no, I think you have to probably log out and log in every time, but it's like two seconds. This is a logout. Log but in. I think you can That's connect. You can connect to certain PS5s though. Right? You can connect to multiple Playstations, uh -huh. but I, it wouldn't be able to. Like you can connect to your PlayStation. Uh, so I can connect to my PlayStations, but we'd gotcha. have to go out and log back in as Game yeah. Over Greggy and as Mark City sixty four. Okay. Uh, Philip J Fry writes in and says, "Are the Jabroni Boys jumping back into Lethal Company? Yeah, we'll be back on Friday." For more Lethal Company, we're looking for a fourth, so we'll find someone to come join us, but we're having a ton of fun with Lethal Company. We're currently doing a week-long experiment with Ark Survival Ascended. That is the UE5 oh, uh, upgrade okay. oh. to yeah, Ark. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. beautiful. Uh, a couple of game crashes yesterday, but uh, we are trying to get back on that survival mode game where we come together, grow, learn, and have fun. And uh, I will tell you, if you want to go check it out, Yesterday's stream was really, really good. The end of it was pure mayhem and fun. So please check that one out. Uh, Greg Miller, as we start to near our final moments together, of course, we're going to start Forever. streaming more ARC together. But 
Bless the big dog's mm -hmm. back. And I don't know if you watched. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch. But WWE mm -hmm. had a big pay-per-view in Chicago. And Shut we up. went back for, of course, Survivor Series War Games. Put your camo on and go have some fun. Now, Greg, you went to the pre-show. Sure did. And I want to say how great you were. Thank you. I and tell I you, you it. were fantastic. Thank you. Booker T had your number. That's did you get some chapstick after kissing so much ass? I did not get any chapstick. I did not have chapped lips after kissing any ass. When you call it down the middle, <laughs> all right? Who yeah, was yeah. looking at this Rhea Ripley-Zoe Stark match going, oh, Zoe's got a chance. Come on. What jabroni's going to sit at the desk and get on the side of Zoe Stark? That's why get I sat there. Here. I told them the hard truths they didn't want. You told right. them the hard truth. I got up and grabbed my gut. I talked about yep. how they we shouldn't be wearing coats. It's not that cold. Yep. Traditional. And then I just laid it all out there for him, all right? And then, yeah, Booker wants to try to give me chapstick, saying I'm kissing too much Judgment Day ass. You were fantastic, Greg. Felt good, you on know that that. Felt good on that one. But you know what else was fantastic? What's that? That goddamn event. Because sure. War Games was a big success. Man, the the women's time. War Games match was so good. When she put that trash can over her head... And jumped off the top of the cage, blessing. <laughs> shit was crazy. It's exactly what it crazy. sounds like. It is exactly what it sounds like. It was Holy crazy, shit. bless. I was like, go, go up there. And she got up there. And you're like, don't fall off. And she put the trash can on her head and jumped off. Amazing. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable. Becky and Charlotte Flair going back. Come on. That was beautiful. Greg. Yeah. Hell yeah. What hell a yeah. really good time. Uh, of course, also shout out to the men's stuff. Yeah. They did really well, <laughs> the too. Stuff. Uh, Randy Orton coming back huge. I mean, don't, I mean, obviously, CM Punk coming back was a, yeah, we're a nuclear attack. But like, when he RKO'd that man off the that yeah. lifeless body of a man, yeah, they threw, they bless, they threw one guy off the top of the cage. Randy Orton RKO'd him. That's yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> guy like Faith, like he was knocked out, right? And they just chucked him off, and it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. How does that even happen? How's that even possible? Oh, you have to watch. You have to watch the fight. He was wearing a neck brace last night in a row. Yeah, I was gonna say, is he okay? That was so funny. And if you you want to like you want keeps going. Well, because I'm gonna yeah, I want to get all of it out from you. Sure. Of course, we had some special reveals. People came back. Randy came back. Yep. Our truth came back. He's been funny. I don't oh, know him, hilarious. but I've been having fun. Oh, you know what I mean? Like I enjoy him coming like back. Him he seems yeah, yeah. good. And then of course the big one, CM Punk. CM Punk. Everybody freaked out. The internet blew up. I need to know. From my guy, the wrestling guru, Greg Miller, what is the CM Punk rundown for someone who might not know who CM Punk is, or maybe oh, some of the audience knows a little so bit of way, CM way Punk. Back. Okay, I just so want to like, know, like, what's your vibes with CM Punk coming back? I oh, need to know. Man. So, like, the vibes coming back, like, uh, the way to express it is, like, let's just keep it to Survivor Series. Obviously, I went, I took uh, Poe and his son, Jack, again, 10-year-old Jack, uh, and then our other friend, uh, Camps, who's uh, uh, we knew from high school and went to all the events with us back at Allstate. Because this is like a homecoming uh, just to go to Allstate Arena and be backstage and all that stuff, let alone just be there, here. Um, and so obviously, as you're talking about the night and you're setting it all up, you're, blah, blah, like, you're going to talk about punk, right? Of course, you know, if you don't know, the shortest version is like CM Punk was top of the mountain at WWE, but he fucking hated it at WWE. And he openly said that on WWE. And it was this huge fucking thing. And he did this promo called the pipe bomb. You should all go watch. That's just a, a shoot interview, which means it's real, which means it's not part of the storyline. He was just fucking going to town on everybody. He's saying the company will be better when Vince is dead, except that is, uh, he has so many, uh, the company will be better. I, sometimes I think the company will be better when Vince McMahon's dead. But then I remember that it'll be his, I'm going to fuck this up. his, dumbass daughter that takes over and her stupid and uh, basically he has a really good insult on triple h who is in charge of creative now whatever blah, blah. he did all this he went nuclear da, da, da. then he eventually quits as you would expect right didn't wrestle for 
basically 10 years, a little less. We'll say eight, I guess, eight and a half. Doesn't wrestle for eight and a half, then goes to AEW. Everybody's super fucking stoked that he's in AEW to a degree, but then he immediately gets in a fist fight with somebody backstage. He gets suspended. He comes back. They make an, his own show, basically, so he doesn't have to be around the people he got in a fight with. Then they go to do their biggest thing ever in, in, in the UK at Wembley Stadium, right? Right before that, he gets in another altercation fist fight backstage. Right before they go live with the main thing, goes out there, wrestles, and then, of course, he's gone from the thing. The owner of AEW is like, I feared for my life. Like, he's like... Jesus. Like, again... <laughs> All of this, all of this is shoot. All of this real. This is not wrestling fake storylines. Like, it's just like, so like CM Punk is CM Punk, right? And he, like, he is, he, is he toxic for the locker room? Like everybody says, is he not? Is he the, I'm not in the locker room with them. I have no actual idea, blah, blah, blah. Anyways. So then pretty much just a, what is it? A month and a half shy after 10 years of not being in WWE at Survivor Series, which is in Chicago, which is CM Punk's hometown. His whole logo and trunks are based around the Chicago flag, right? Like, usually. I mean, obviously, you can have whatever you want in trunks. Um, you know, the audience is, like, in a feeding frenzy that CM Punk is going to come back and that this makes sense. And it's that thing where Seth Rollins has been on the record. Again, is it a work or a shoot? Of, like, he fucking hates CM Punk and all this stuff. And, like, he had a whole thing at Royal Rumble, which is January of this year, where somebody asked him, like, oh, man, do you think... It was at a WWE 2K event. Like, do you think, you know, CM Punk, whatever... He's like, who fucking cares? He's a cancer. I hope he never comes back, blah, blah, And then he's like, but if it's good for business, whatever, blah, blah. So, anyways, you get to Chicago that night, and, like, at the pre-show... Every time they'd come back from a package and like, all right, we're live, three, two, one. They have an audience there. The audience would chant CM Punk. Throughout the night in the arena, people are chanting CM Punk nonstop and like deafening chants of CM Punk. Like the War Games match is happening and it's all the top talent and people are chanting for CM Punk during it or whatever. And then like it, he's not there. And like I would have told you there's no way they're going to bring him back. He's just too toxic. It's too much of a problem. There's too much bad blood, yada, 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 yada. Like wrestling is wrestling right and there's nothing else like it in the world man and so like to try i know i'm giving you a lot of information i know a lot of people don't care but just for the craftsmanship of this let's not even talk about what it's like to be in the arena for a second let's talk about you watching at home when you know monday night raw ends when the pay-per-views end whatever ends what what always happens there's some cliffhanger or, or a celebration and they, or, you know, something horrible's happened and they fade up the copyright logos. Right. And that's your sign of like, okay, cool. The event is over at home. The war games ends and it's this five man, five man, five men versus five men thing. So it's all five, the biggest faces in the company in the center of the ring, hands raised wide shot of it. Right. And they fade up the fucking copyright logos. So if you're at home, you're like, this is when you stretch your legs and turn off your TV, they do it and they fucking hit CM Punk's music. And they take it. It was like a swerve on the audience at home on this meta level. And like, now you can jump back there. We're watching it and clapping. Like people already started leaving our row. Like people already leaving the arena and we're clapping and then just look at my And it's a fucking cult of personality. And my friend camps, who was next to me, was like, and like later in the night was like, I will never forget the look on your face. Cause it was literally, I turned to Poe and then I turned back and like, I don't even know what I was doing, but it was just like, this is really happening CM Punk is really back right now and he fucking stomps out. And like, I saw somebody on Twitter talking about it in response to me and calling it a nuclear pop. Like it was mm -hmm. like, if you made it to my Instagram and I'd urge you to go follow me on Instagram, game over Greggy. Uh, I put up a sappy long post of me at ringside in the all state arena talking about like, 
August 9th, 1999 changed my life. Like that was, I'd gone to wrestling shows before, obviously with my parents and SummerSlam and all these dumb stories you've heard as a kid. August 9th, 1999 was the first time my friends and I were old enough to go on our own. Like we drove ourselves. There was no parent. We went to wrestling on our own. Right. And it just so happened that that was like, you know, the height of the attitude era. And it was when Jericho debuted. And I always talk about like the show overall is amazing, but like Jericho debuting is so like, again, huge pop. You know what I mean? Of like break the walls and his name came up and everyone lost their fucking shit. Right? Like, to have it like bookended so perfectly or I put that up like as the show was starting because I've been writing it backstage and then to end it with like this on another level because my whole post was talking about chasing the high of August 9th. You know what I mean? Of like what a show that was. Like that's always the the test for me. And so to be there for this and this blow that out of the fucking water, like it was ridiculous. And it's like one of those things just slack jawed like I can't believe it. And it's how good was this? This is now me ranting to something new for you. How good was this? That I was like, I have to watch Monday Night Raw. Like, I have to watch Monday Night Raw. And Grant, yeah, oh, you host this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've said it very publicly before. Like, I do not have time for three hours of wrestling on Monday and then two hours on SmackDown. Like, I just can't do it, right? So what I usually do to keep up with WWE is, first off, look at all the social stuff because they're so good at posting the biggest moments, the clips, the interviews, the whatever you need to be up on. And then also I listen to podcasts like Sam Roberts, which I fucking love. Not Sam Wrestling is a great podcast that he does all by himself, which blows my mind because it's like an hour and a half of him monologuing about wrestling. Anyways. I Jen caught me last night. Like, what are you doing? Like I, she asked for a cup of coffee. Cause we'd come back from Chicago. She's exhausted. Like, are you, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And I came back. I was like, what are you doing up there? I'm like, okay, so I'm a nerd and I want to watch the entire raw. So I went on an alternate email and got the free trial of YouTube TV, but I forgot that YouTube TV doesn't give you the East coast channels. So then I'm trying to use express VPN to figure out. And like, I, I j- jumped through all these hoops, just trying to watch it legally. And then I was like, fucking fi- I just went to Twitch and typed in Monday night raw and found a kid watching Monday night raw. And I just watched him. And I watched all three hours of wrestling to get to that ending of having punk come out and talk, let alone the update on Rollins and Randy had a great match with Dom and yada, yada, yada. Oh my God. But you it can't was beat like, up that young child, man. You gotta you leave that kid alone. Out of him, you know what I mean? <laughs> they just went to a commercial, but kept it there. And it was just a Randy Orton beat the shit out of Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> crazy, man. But it was like, like I, I tweeted at the end of the promo about punk. I'm like, he is just captivating where it's like, it's it, wrestling is so hard to dissect. If you like, or don't like a person. Cause they're also characters, but then there's in like punk's whole thing so far in the modern times has been just, he's a problem. He's a problem. You know what I mean? Like he's a problematic person backstage and this and the other. And so it's like, well, was it AEW? You know, triple H had a whole press conference at the end there of like, you know, Cause again, like they did not like each other. And he's like, that was 10 years ago. We're both different people. If you, if you haven't changed in 10 years, you're not doing it right. It was a very like reflective moment from him in a press conference that I like, but like, it's one of those of like, I am glued to everything now because it's like, either it's just going to be great storytelling because him and Seth Rollins will fucking burn it down. Like they will be awesome together in the ring, even if they really hate each other, which I bet they really do. But you know, Seth Rollins, I think that's the business, right? Seth Rollins doesn't like Cody Rhodes. They've talked about that before, but like they respect each other enough to work to each other. So it's like, if punk is actually in it for the right reasons and not a huge asshole, this will be great and whatever. And if he is a huge asshole and gets bounced out and people quit, like there's a rebellion in the locker. It's like, that is also going to be very interesting and entertaining to watch because wrestling's so fucking crazy. Oh yeah. Yo, it was an awesome weekend. Exciting to watch more wrestling. And of course, 
You can go to Peacock and watch one of my favorite shows to watch. This is awesome. Hosted by the Greg Miller. A great episode out right now all about villains. And I'll tell you what, that Triple H, he's a goddamn villain. He used to scare me all the time, Greg. I'll tell you what. Yeah. But he's the game. I would tell you, if you don't watch This Is Awesome, you don't care about wrestling, but you care about me, go watch that episode just to watch the very end where I believe it is the take where I almost split my kneecap in half. Oh. I was in so much pain for multiple days after that. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for watching Kind of Funny Games Daily and your post show. Uh, if you love wrestling, hey, shout out. Greg, thank you for talking wrestling with oh, us. Anytime. If you hate wrestling, well, I'm sorry. I needed 10 minutes to talk about wrestling <laughs> with Greg because I haven't spoken to anyone besides Kevin Asex on wrestling. So hope you all have a good one. I will see you live on Twitch for more Ark Survival Ascended with Nick and Andy. Or if you're watching live on YouTube, there's a brand new link you can go click on and have some fun with us. That will be the end of KFGD for today. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Goodbye, everyone.